0: we mm-hmm. talking about getting in the game it's a new series that we have uh, begun and uh, we're getting in the spirit of sports and uh, sports metaphors and analogies that we see in the Bible and so we're talking about the game getting in the game and I am sporting my uh, umpire's gear today CCOA out of Eastern North Carolina and my blue powder blue softball umpires shirt so go ahead and say it come on blue you know when you're umpiring you hear you hear all the comments going on out there right you're missing a good game blue you know like blue you need to borrow my glasses blue you're blind blue this blue that okay all right get them out go ahead get them out of your system come on blue come on blue let's go blue you're killing me blue Anyhow, uh, we're talking about getting in the game, different aspects of the game. And uh, the game plan is this, we're looking at the big picture, the big picture view, and we're gonna then move into uh, next week into the nuts and bolts of sports analogies and the scripture, lots of different things that have to do with sports. And so what we're doing today, and what we've been doing the last few weeks is like we're up here in the Goodyear blimp, and we're looking over the stadium, And we're watching it, we're looking at the game, we're taking a look at the game from a bird's eye view, from God's view, the big picture view of the game. The Christian life is what we're talking about when we say the game. And so, so far, what we have said is there are only two teams, right? There's only two teams and two teams only, Team God, who are the gatherers, those who gather with with Jesus. And then there's the scatterers, team Satan, which is those who scatter. that covers all kinds of ideas and religions and systems of thinking. Lots of different stuff out there. The gatherers and the scatterers, okay? Team God, team Satan. And then we said, the next week we said team God, is the body of Christ. Team God is God's church that Jesus established on the earth that you and I get to be a part of in our relationship with Jesus. When we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and accept him as Lord and Savior of our lives, we are immersed into Jesus, our sins are forgiven, and he gives us the Holy Spirit, we are now a part of Team God. The church, the kingdom of God, the family of God, the believers of God on the earth. And we are part of what God is doing now on the earth and and then in the future for all of eternity in heaven with him. Everything else, every other thought system, every other religious belief system that is not of Jesus is on team Satan. It's all part of a deception to lead people away from God. Team God is the body of Christ. And what we're talking about last week and this week are some differences between Team God and Team Satan. We've been talking about them, and I shared with you uh, two of them last week. Two differences. These are big things, uh, and uh, so let me just remind you what we talked about last week. Last week, we said Team God is founded on relationships, and Team Satan is. Is based on rebellion. So Team God is of relationships, people coming together, working together, God creating us in his image for each other and for him. And Team Satan is all about striking against God, striking back, rebelling against the Lord. And now rebelling against his people, his church, you and I. Two teams. One on relationships, one on rebellion. And the second thing we said last week was that Team God is based on truth and love and team satan is based on lies and hate he is the father of all lies and so with him nothing matters anything goes it's the way the world is becoming anything goes we we no longer can stand for truth or morality or standards or expect that the human race, at least especially in our country, in America, we can no longer expect that we're gonna live a certain way for the good of everyone. Now, anything goes. Whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, however you want to think, no one has the right to tell you that there's a standard or a morality or that there's a truth, an absolute truth that we all must kind of work together to follow. God has been taken out of the equation completely. So these are huge contrasts that we're talking about. Relationships, rebellion, truth and love, lies and hate. And and they're big. They're they're like gigundo big. Like they're really big, big things. I mean, these are not little things. We're going to get into some of the little nuts and bolts. But these are big ideas, big truths, big, big statements. And we can see how this is being carried out in our world, in our country right now. What's scary is just how effective the devil is. I mean, he's really, really, really crafty. He's really, really good at what he does in deception. He is the master of illusion. He has tricked thousands and thousands and thousands of millions of people into following one of his little systems out here, away from God and away from truth. And and, and he's deceived the multitudes of people. Remember, we, we said narrow is the road that leads to life. And the Bible says, wide is the path that leads to death and destruction. Satan is very good at what he does. The things of God and the things of Satan are galaxies apart. There's some huge differences between the two kingdoms and the two teams that we're talking about. And yet, and yet, as vast a difference as it is between the two, one based on love and people working together and and God is a part of it, and the other, throw God out and do whatever you want, that's huge. People just continue to follow along with this deception. Not questioning like anything, like how many people do you know haven't even questioned who God is or where he fits into their life or that they have a relationship with the God who made them. There's so many people who've been blinded by Satan and his ways. And people just follow along, like follow on that wide, big, fat, crowded, eternal path to damnation. I mean, gobs of people just walking off a cliff, not even realizing it. As though they're like in a trance, right? Satan has hypnotized them into this state of delusion and and like glazedness. They've been deceived and they are oblivious. And what we as God's people or as people who have come to know who Jesus is, have got to do is say things that get people to wake up. Like get them to think, get them to stir, get them to question a little bit of their eternity and their relationship with the Lord who created them. We've got to do some things to get people to kind of snap out of it. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. wide And narrow is the way that leads to life, and it is a battle, a battle, a spiritual battle that the devil uses the fleshly things of this world, that we are in this battle against Satan to stay on the narrow road because at every turn, at every corner, at every point, he is trying to pull us, lure us away from a, a continual, constant, growing relationship with the God who made us. Satan hates God, and he hates anyone who has given their life to Christ, and he is coming after us. So there we go. The third point that I want to share out of the four is, is this, and I, I don't want to get too bogged down today, but I'm afraid we might, but because these things are so important and so big, And I'm trying to share some thoughts about these statements that will help us to think and to to understand what the scripture says about this. So stay with me. Work with me. Point number three is this. Team God is governed by God and it's for the good of all the people. Right. That's why God made it all. He made it for us. He made it all good, very good, and he made it for the people. He made it so so that by his laws and rules, we would have the best community that we could possibly have people living together and working together, growing together. So Team God is not only governed by God, created by God, but it's designed for all of us. Team Satan isn't like that at all. He doesn't care. He uses people and he uses issues, the issues we see in this world to corrupt and to divide people. That's what he does. If the mission of Jesus is redemption and reconciliation, bringing people back to God, bringing souls back into a relationship with the one who made them, who we have wandered away from, if that's Jesus's mission, then the devil's mission is divide and conquer and destroy to draw souls away to entice and to deceive god's desire is to bring us back the devil's desire is to tear us and rip us away see we know we know that back in the garden of eden right God created Adam and he created Eve and everyone that ever lived has come from them. We can all trace our ancestry back to the Middle East, right? So when you do that ancestry search and they say, oh yeah, your relatives are from the Middle East. Well, duh, Adam and Eve, that's where it all started. It all came from there. We all are from that place. If you trace us all back far enough, we go right back to Adam and Eve in the garden. One race. One human race. God created one race and anything else that we point out or pick out or call against or raise up is racism. okay? To create any kind of other race and single it out as being better than any other one is racism because there is only one human race. God created Adam and he created Eve and everyone else came through them. So how, how simple is that? The only reason that that becomes an issue in our world is because people have thrown out God, they've thrown out the garden, and they've thrown out Adam and Eve, and now we can divide people. It's an effort to divide people. Get rid of God and his his creation uh, movement, his creation plan, and, and the way God has brought it all about, how it's all unfolded. Get rid of that, and we can create more chaos. That's how the devil works. Think about this. Okay, so we got creation, right? All one erase, and then came shortly after that man's attempt to, to be God, the Tower of Babel. Remember the Tower of Babel? You know, we might know some things about the Tower of Babel. It was that great structure that was built by men that would reach the heavens. That was the goal of the Tower of Babel. We could reach the heavens and satan's deception was that man us as created people we could somehow attain god status that we could be god that we could become our own god and the devil what the devil had done is quickly quickly led mankind to a thirst for power and for authority and to be god because Power and rebellion is what he does against the creator and he got people on the planet to follow along in his deception, his delusion to be just like him. We don't need God. We've got this. We can build our own way to the heavens. Look at us. And so the next movement of God then, his response to that in Babel was that he would, to avoid disaster of all of mankind, to, 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 to avoid our own implosion, if you would, like our own destruction of ourself. God confuses the people at Babel, remember? He confuses their languages, and so what happens is the people are now dispersed throughout the world, over the whole planet. Different people groups, different languages, different locations and enters the world at this point enters the world we just went from creation to babel and the rebellion to now a disbursement of the earth and now what we have enters the planet this idea of diversity diversity now comes to the planet because prior to babel there was not much diversity We were all from Adam and Eve. We were all one race. We all spoke the same language. We all got along just fine. Well, except for sin and the rebellion in the garden, we were all one people group, all moving together, all living in the same basic area of the world, the created area. But diversity, so diversity now, post-sin, is part of God's plan, right? His part of God's plan on the planet. Diversity is a good thing. Diversity, let me say it again, is a good thing. But not all diversity is created equal. Not all diversity is of God. Some of it is man-made. Part of the rebellion of the evil one, team Satan, is to rebel against God and God's plan and God's will. So this Life we live now, and the earth we live in now, and the world mentality that we live now, this kind of anything-goes mentality. Anything-goes equality. They use the word equality, and they use the word diversity, but anything-goes is what they really mean. Sounds good. It even kind of smells good. But it is not of God. It is not of God. And that's the cleverness of the devil. He packages in things that sound Christian, that sound okay, that should be accepted by everyone. But if you get into it a little deeper, you discover that it is not of God at all. It's division. And in the end, it really is anti-God. It's anti-God. It is rebellion toward God. And what's really important is that as believers, we understand and we spot it, we identify it, and, and, and when we, we understand what is going on. What is of God and what is not of God? And just because something sounds like it might be of God or it might be Christian or it might be biblical doesn't always mean that that's what it means. You begin to unravel and discover that that's not what it means at all. This idea of diversity sounds great. Equality sounds good. But when you discover what the devil wants in those things, you begin to realize this is not of God whatsoever. Here's a simple example of this, okay? Color, nationality, race, right, all come from Babel. Different ones, diversity, are all within God's plan, right? It's all part of the plan now. At least it's part of God's redemptive plan. God confuses the people in Babel, they are dispersed so that they can survive, Right, And God is going to pick one group that he's going to work through. So post-sin, diversity is part of God's, not his original plan for you and me. We blew that by listening to the evil one. And now God is working on his, his plan to redeem us. So think about this. Our biological sex, right? because this is a hot topic today in our world right now, this is huge. Our biological sex, your God-given gender, right, is, is part of God's plan, it's what God has made you. Every one of us, we are either a male or we are a female, and okay, so there might be some exceptions because of sin and the broken world, there may be some weird things going on with people that are born. We're not talking about the that. We're talking about the basic pattern that God set in motion in the original creation. We're not talking about all the mess up because of sin. That's different. There are lots of weird things going on, but that doesn't mean that was God's original intent for us. We got to go back to the original ten. The original ten is that there would be one, you'd be male or female, whether you're animals or people, God made them male and female. He created them, right? There's only two sexes. There's only two genders in the world. So the idea now in our day of many genders, more than male and female, is totally outside of God's original plan and his created order for mankind. It's not of God. It's of man. It is completely of Satan. It is completely of man. And it's a direct attack on what God created and how he made all of us. This is an attack on, on God. Mark my word, you know this. If you picked up an old dictionary, check this out. If you picked up an old dictionary, this is Noah Webster's Dictionary not 1828. That was the original one. This is the 2004 edition. And you look up the word gender, and you work, look up the word sex. Most of the de- description of the two are, are, you could easily exchange the word. It meant the same thing. Forever, we've all accepted that sex and gender were male and female, it was all the same thing. Your gender was male or female, your sex was male or female. But not today, not today. The new woke terminology is twisted this to get their agenda across. So sex now has to do with your biological makeup, male or female, your organs, how you are created, the parts that you have on your body. But gender, gender, they say, is what you feel inside. Where, how does that even matter? What you feel inside now matters. And that is what we are going to refer to in our new world order of gender. Sex is your body parts. Gender is now how you feel. And get this, there can be, as many genders, according to the new woke terminology, there could be as many genders on the planet as there are people on the planet. Isn't that nuts? So however you want to identify, it's all up to you. It's how you feel, right? If, if, if you want to be a boy, you could be a boy. That's your gender. If you have boy parts, but you want to be a girl, you can be a girl. You're a girl. No, I'm, we have to identify you as a girl. We're going to call you Miss, even though you have all the body parts of a boy. God created you a male. And that's all there's to it. But 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 because of gender, we're going to now have to refer to you as a woman. We're going to erase mom and dad names in the world and grandma and grandpa and the, we're going to make everything neutral. Can't say the word freshman because that's racist and it leaves out. Fresh woman, <laughs> you know, first first year students in college. Why wow, they should be fresh women, right? Because we have gotten so hung up on erasing anything that God has made as a standard or as a truth or as um, absolute. We have to we have to dilute it and eliminate it, right? If we're going to push our own evil agenda on the world, this is crazy. This is getting very crazy. If you want to identify as a boy, you can be a boy. You want to be a girl? You want to be a flower? You want to be a tiger? You want to be a leopard? You want to be a leprechaun? Whatever you want to be, nobody, nobody. The world has got to accept you for what you claim you are or how you identify, and nobody should has the right to question that. Nobody. Because I feel like a lollipop today. You know, I'm a lollipop. Please address me as a lollipop. And I know this is kind of, I'm making a little fun of this, but this is just how absurd the devil is and his trickery on the human race. And people just follow him right off the cliff into, like, complete craziness. If you don't accept people for the way they identify, not male, female, forget that, that's gone if you don't accept them for the way that they want to be identified, you now are a racist. You now are intolerant, you are unaccepting, you are not for equality, you are not for diversity, and you are not for equity. You're against it all. If you stand for God's truth and God's ways and God's moral teachings and his absolute truth, that follow his standards of godliness and the word of God, then you are an enemy of the world. You're an enemy of the world. Well, guess what? (laughs) Guess what? We, as believers, or people who understand the word of God, we already know this. All all that's happening is the heat is being turned up and, and it's more in our face than ever before it's coming against us louder bigger billboards of of rebellion toward god infiltrating school systems and our teachings and even churches and our in our teaching as we water stuff down because we want to accept everything and everyone and there's a good thought on that that we accept people i'm not against that at all But that doesn't mean we accept sin. It doesn't mean we accept rebellion toward God. It doesn't mean we're going to just take God's word and throw it away. And we're going to do whatever the world wants. We can't do that. We have got to stand somewhere. And either we're going to stand on God's team with him in love and grace. But in truth, or we are going to fall for whatever the world is shoving down our throats. We have to figure it out. Right? We've got to work it out. We've got to think about it. But we already knew that we were the bad guys. We already knew that we were the enemy of the world. Right? We know that this world is not our home. We're in hostile territory here on this land. Right? We don't belong here. We don't belong here. The system of the world is of the evil one. We should not be surprised at the corruption that's happening in the world. Right? We are missionaries. We are children of God, sons and daughters of God, bought by the blood of Jesus, and we are missionaries on team God, and our citizenship, our citizenship is not in this world. Our citizenship now is in heaven, so we understand we are not friends of the world. We are living in the territory of Satan himself. We know it. We accept it. We will stand against it. We will not buy in. We will not be watered down. We will not call sin good. And we will not sell out. Will we? (laughs) We will stand with the king to the very end of the age. And we will not give in. And we will not surrender ever, ever, ever. So please be careful. Be careful as we live in this world. Don't buy in. Don't fall for the sin and the lies. The devil is selling us a bill of crap. Don't buy into it. In the diversity of Babel, the goal, the goal, God's goal in Babel was for our good, right? Was was for God to save out of all the people groups now that would spread out, that he would save or preserve one people group from all the nations that would would arise. And that would be his people, that he would begin to work with that people, his chosen people. And it began with Abraham, it was the Jews, right? Israel, it was Abraham and it was uh, Isaac and it was Jacob. And they were all set apart from all the other nations and God would begin to work in that one nation Because it was going to be through that one nation that the Messiah would come. He preserved one nation out of all of them that the perfect Christ, Messiah, Jesus, would come through that lineage. Babel was an act of love. Babel was an act of love for you and for me. It was an act of redemption for all of mankind. The good, you see it, the good of all mankind. That's what God has always been a part of to preserve the human race and not destroy it or let it implode on itself. There's a guy, his name was B.J. Thomas. B.J. Thomas died not long ago the other day. Well, a couple weeks ago, I guess. B.J. Thomas is a Christian singer. And when I went to Denver, Colorado from Buffalo, New York, and I met my uh, beautiful wife, Trisha Baker at the time, Baker, she was teaching a class, a four and five-year-old class, uh, of little kids. Little guys, Jeff Kekak and little people like him. Blonde-haired little guy, cute little kids. And and so she was teaching this class and I started kind of helping her out a little bit because I wanted to be around her. And so I was helping her with this class and and we had decided that we were going to get in front of the church, this little Sunday school group and me, and we were going to sing a song by B.J. Thomas called Using Things and Loving People. That's the way it's got to be. And that was the first act of anything I ever did way back in 1981 with this four and five year old group led by Jeff Kekak, the preacher's little son, uh, John Kekak's son, Jeff. He had some other boys as well. But we got up there and we sang that song, Using Things and Loving People by B.J. Thomas. That's the way it's got to be. Well, there are two kingdoms. There are two kingdoms. There are two teams. There is God's team. There is God's team, team one, which is about saving people. It's about about people and the common good for all, that God is for us. And he does things that maybe we don't understand for the good of all of us. And then there's this other team, Team Satan, the scatterers. And they are about using people And using issues to corrupt and to rob and to divide. See, God, God's team is about saving people. Team Satan is about destroying. All right, we got to wrap it up right there. Uh, (laughs) It's going on a lot longer than I thought, but we're going to wrap it up right there. We're going to come back and get point number four next week. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Um, Next week's point is going to be intense. Let me introduce you to the thought. It's going to be this, Team God. The emphasis on Team God is the eternal, and the emphasis on Team Satan is the temporal, or the physical, the flesh. And um, this is an intense point. You're going to want to come back and get this. But God bless you guys. Have a great week, and may the Lord be with each and every one of you. Love you.